Catherine Gallagher. Jan Pesson. And this is Bitchin' About Food. Well, the holidays are behind us, of course, Jan, but now we're faced with a brand new holiday, which is Valentine's Day. Uh-huh. It's, it's coming up. It is. Will you be my Valentine? I will. Mm, too bad. Okay. Anyway. But, you know, it's interesting because that is a non-stress, non-stressful holiday. There's no stress involved. No, Zero. It's, it's the holiday where my cats send me cards. Oh, God. <laughs> Jesus. They're the ones I get I'm from still my rec- kitty cat. I'm still recovering from. Yeah, well, that's interesting. The ginger at Christmas story. That's an interesting thing because um, your family always celebrated Valentine's Day a, yes. a lot. Yeah, I mean, my mother sends, my mother always sent my brother, me, my sisters, the family cards for Valentine's Day. Yeah. Always did. Yeah. And I remember growing up always for Valentine's Day. I was saying this to my mom the other day in the car, like, I I loved when I used to get the big heart-shaped boxes of chocolates. (laughs) With the with the red cellophane on it, and it always had like a stuffed animal or something attached to it. You probably didn't get that. No, no. Well, I did, of course, you and did. it was fabulous. How old were you when you stopped getting it? Fifty eight, maybe. <laughs> maybe. Here's why. Maybe I still do. No, here's the thing. Here's with the thing with my family and Valentine's Day, starting with my parents' wedding anniversary, which was November twenty second going into Thanksgiving, going into my mother's birth... Okay, going into Christmas Eve, Christmas Day, my mother's birthday, which is December 27th, my birthday, which is New Year's, New Year's Eve, New Year's Day, then my father's birthday on February 7th. By the time Valentine's Day rolled around, we were burned out and mom was just like, screw it. And we agreed. We did not care about Valentine's Day at all. We'd been eating cake and candy since, you know, mid-November. Wow. We were over it. So we never did anything for Valentine's Day. Not really. Mm. And that's the one holiday that I don't want to go out to dinner because it's kind of a ripoff. I like to make a nice meal for Dean and that's it. Yeah, well, I can see that. Yeah. We get each other cards and that's it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, because today we have special guests coming. Uh, I haven't seen these guys. I realized they have a 22-year-old son that they adopted from Vietnam. I haven't seen them since before their child arrived here. I haven't seen them in over 22 years. Holy cow, that's a long time. Yeah, I saw them when I first moved out here to L.A. I knew them in Chicago. And um, it's they're Doug and James. They're great. And they're a couple. They've been together forever. And um, they're going to be here soon. And I can't wait to talk to them because they have a very interesting dynamic between the two of them that's kind of similar to Dean and me. So it should be fun. It Mm. should be fun to see them. They must really like you a lot. <laughs> I had to reach out to a mutual friend and say, hey, is it going to be okay if I talk to Doug and James? I haven't talked to them in over 20 years. And, and my friend goes, of course, don't be stupid. And then it was funny because I, I called James to do like a pre-interview, you know. And he and I picked right back up like we had just finished getting off the phone like five days ago. We haven't talked in 23 years. I think sometimes <laughs> when you don't talk to somebody for so long, you, you forget why you didn't like them. <laughs> Why you stopped talking to them before. That is not festive in a pre-Valentine's. Oh. We're in a pre-Valentine's festivity Uh, mood, and that is mean. Okay. That's just mean. Well, all right. By the way, do not bring over any more stupid jelly beans for Dean. Okay. You have a jelly bean problem, and you are Dean's pusher. I am. 
she, she Jan had jelly beans and I happened to catch her at my doorstep coming home from work one night and she and Dean were laughing conspiratorially like he 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 and then they see me and they're both like Whoa? I'm like what's going on <laughs> they see Dean trying to hide this bag <laughs> of jelly beans I, may I say a half filled bag well of that's jelly why beans. I give the rest to him because yeah. I eat half the bag before I even get home and I don't want to eat the other half of the bag so and I guess give it what to him. he ate half the bag immediately. And then I had I had chorizo nachos on the menu for dinner. And then he goes at the end, chorizo and jelly beans don't match. Oh, the dogs are barking. That must mean our guests are here. Okay, let's cut to them. Bye. Bye. Well, Jan, here we are, just as I promised, with our Valentine's Day special. We have two dear old friends from Chicago. I don't think you knew them in Chicago, but I sure I don't did. Think so. Please welcome to the podcast, James C. and Douglas Wood. Hello, thank you, thank you. Oh my gosh, this couple, these guys have been together for, I mean, ever. The Pleistocene era, I think. <laughs> yeah. 34 years 34 this year. 34 years this year. And they have, wow. a, they have a son, a beautiful boy named Ben that they adopted from Vietnam. And in my head, I still think of Ben as being like 12, <laughs> but he actually lives on his own in New York City now doing fabulous things. Wow. So he's 22. And when James posted that he, 22 years ago, he adopted, they adopted Ben, that's when I realized I haven't seen these guys since before their son arrived. Like, I haven't seen them in 23, 24 years. And I reached out to our mutual friend, Mark, and I said, do you think I could call Doug and James about food? Because they're so good. And he goes, yes. And so James and I started talking. And it was like we had just hung up the phone two weeks ago. Like, we just immediately were like... Well, and we were also very twinsy about a lot of food issues. A lot of the food issues, yes. So welcome to the podcast. Thank Thank you for doing this. Thank you for making the schlep to Santa Monica. And I wanted to tell Doug that this is a safe space for you. We know we're talking about cooking, but you're you're very welcome here. (laughs) Okay, wake me up. (laughs) Wake me up. Oh my god. Once we get into sous vide, I'm 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 out. He's out. Okay. Well, I have so many notes. I have so much to say because there's so many so many things. So you guys won't get to talk at all. That's fine. (laughs) We're we're happy to be here. We we know her for a while, so we know what that's like. There's a reason why it's been (laughs) twenty some odd years since we've spoken. I get it. Shut the fuck up. Anyway, go ahead. Okay, listen. Okay, food. All right. Um but before that, we are going to get into, at the end, don't let me forget, because I forgot with our last guest, don't let me to forget about, you know, where they can find you. You have a website, you have a website, you have a book, you are in, a, you have a thing on Netflix. We'll do like a, where people can find your work at the end, because James is a wonderful actor and writer. Doug is a fabulous writer and musician, beautiful musician, fabulous everything. Fabulous. But we're not here to talk about acting or writing. We're here to bitch about food. So James... To celebrate food. I thought that's what this is No, it's called bitching about food. Oh, okay. James is... (laughs) Let me just explain this to Jan, because Jan's not really on social media. She's she's on, but she never checks it. I have 733 friends on Facebook, Mm -hmm. and there isn't one of them who's a better cook than James. Why? He is the gold standard. As Mark Richards said, he mm. is the standard to which we all aspire. And I was telling him this on the phone, and he was, de- he was demurring. He's like, oh, no, no, everything mm-hmm. I make is rustic. Rustic? You want to see rustic? Come on to my well, house. I looked at those scones he brought. I'm like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> rustic ain't in his vocabulary. Okay. No. So when I was doing my little pre-interview with James, it came out that he and I are in similar situations in that we are with spouses. You guys are married. I'm not married. But I've been with Dean for 19 years, so it counts. It counts. Who don't really cook. Yep. 
And what I want to say to the spouse, (laughs) (laughs) this is what I say to all the spouses who don't cook, way to work it. Yeah. Way to work it. I just don't, I just, I, I, I can't. I'm the he luckiest gave me, bastard. Well, you also engineered some things. What about my birthday present? Well, okay. Oh, yeah. So, this was classic. <laughs> this was classic. So several years ago, James was an amazing cook, but he said, you know, I'm not such a great baker. Yeah. I really love to cook, and, and but, but baking, not so much. So for Christmas, what would be a better gift <laughs> than baking classes? Wow. Ten, the most ten week. selfish gift yeah. I could yeah. have possibly given. It's like the husband who gives his wife the vacuum cleaner for her birthday. Yeah, yeah. or the bowling ball with his hands in the... Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But here's 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 what really burns my fucking ass. Yes. Okay. He totally got into the baking classes. Uh, loved yeah. it. Like, was loved like it. so happy. See, that's your problem. <laughs> that's that's my that's, that's my obsession now. And our waistlines are the worst for it. Yeah. Yeah. You guys don't look. Any, you don't have any problem with your waistline. Okay. But I want to just give Jan a brief introduction to James before I start with James. I just want to eat that scone you brought. Eat so it. Can you eat it? Oh on, yeah. James on, brought on maple no, blueberry scones, which Jan oh. is already. Jan has a habit of eating whatever people bring while we're recording, so we're not going to do that. Yeah, there are nuts in it, so <laughs> we're not gonna, fine. We're so not they can't. <laughs> they can't edit those out. Okay. <laughs> I want to read something that James posted. This is a typical James post on Facebook. I want to read it, okay? Okay. Okay, and this will give you some idea of James. Skipped the farmer's market yesterday to spend time at the welcoming home of Sono- Sonoko mm-hmm. Saki, Sakai, mm-hmm. author of Japanese home cooking, learning how to make miso. It was great fun mashing soybeans and mixing with a fermenting agent. It's very muscular work. Did you know that after a few months... A pool of liquid will form on the top of the fermenting miso, and that is tamari. Blew my mind. We also learned how to make dashi and chirashi zushi salad. It was the perfect way to spend a Sunday afternoon. I agree. Yeah. And you and I are the only two people on Facebook who agree with that statement. <laughs> because you, you know what I said when he came home with this? You would no more write this. I, I, I said... I brought, I brought home a, a, a big bucket of fermenting, you know, uh, soybeans. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm like... What's that? Buy the miso. <laughs> Yeah. That's like when I made homemade English muffins last week and I was oh, in the wow. middle of my second proof and Dean walked to and he goes, what's all those blobs? <laughs> <laughs> what are those blobs? <laughs> and then I want to show Gianna a picture. The, the audience doesn't see it, but that's like a night. That's James's consideration. That's what he thinks is rustic. Look at how those shrimp are placed perfectly on the rice. No, but you have to, you have yeah. to realize that it's a, it's, it's the trap of social media that, that no, no, you know, no. you just place it just so you get the picture. And it, no, I've posted my food on social media. It doesn't ever look like that. <laughs> Never, ever, ever, ever. He posts recipes on social media, and I think, oh look, he was nice enough to post the link from the New York Times article. No, no, that's his picture. That's what it looks like after he makes it. Gorgeous, wow. perfect, kind of like me, Jan. Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's bitch about food. James is the gold standard. Okay, we did that. Childhood. Okay. James, yes. we're tired. Starting with your childhood, um, your dad, Chinese, your mom, Chinese, your stepmom, Italian. Right. Food was love. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Food was everything. Yes, it, we and we always said our family had the best of both foods because you know we got a lot of Chinese and we got a lot of Italian. So it did was great. you delicious? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And. 
your mom has recently passed, mm -hmm. your stepmom. Right. Sorry about that. Thank you. I know you guys had a long relationship. Mm -hmm. And she was a great cook. Yes. A great cook. Do you remember your Chinese mom's cooking? Was your was your Chinese? No, okay. no, I actually don't remember anything about her at all. Okay, so your Italian mom is basically your mom. Yes, for all intents and purposes. Yes. yes. So okay. for for me, the Chinese side of the the cooking was my father, and he cooked. Yeah, he would make he would whip up these like incredibly fifteen course meals for yeah. his friends, not for us, but for his friends, and um, yeah. you know each was more complicated than the other. So and your mother yeah. was the cook extraordinaire yeah she, every sunday we had the ragu you know we had our lasagna so i grew up very steeped in food and and food was like the happiest of the memories that i have of childhood yeah so for us you know for love all, language yeah and it for was... the kids it was that was the happy time is eating food spearing the last pork chop that kind of thing but it went beyond that because you somehow absorbed at your mom's knee as a child you had to have been in the kitchen helping her no not, what? not really it was only and doug you can correct me if i'm wrong it, it was only after ben was their uh, son yeah was a, we adopted him that i kind of full tilt went into cooking and tried to you know uh make sure he had the experiences i had well wait a second oh, okay um let me let me point out here so <laughs> <laughs> Wait, just let, let the record reflect. Let Your just Honor. a cotton pick a minute here. <laughs> no, okay. um, James' mom was indeed a really good cook, but she uh, was first generation, so she came over here from Italy, and so they were very much about assimilating. There were like steakums in the refrigerator. Gotcha. There was um, Gordon's fish sticks. Yeah. So gotcha. so um, so his his. Uh, James' entree into Italian cooking was more so from Zia Rosa, who stayed back in Italy. And um, so, like, once in a while, um, James' mother, Anna, would, would whip out the Italian No, yeah, stuff. like every Sunday, the Sunday dinner. But, yeah. but for Christmas, the rest of the week, yeah. for the rest of the week, it was like yeah, it's true. McDonald's. And, gotcha. Mm -hmm. Okay, that's interesting. Yeah. And it, does, that, interesting. does that echo your, your childhood? Well, we're going to talk about your childhood. <laughs> Because I know oh, you grew up in Alton, Illinois, which is a very small place now by the Mississippi River. Uh -huh. Maybe you were—I don't know—but you have a you have a fairly large family, don't you? No, 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 no. I thought I have had... I have one brother and one sister. Oh, okay. I don't know why I thought you had more. But like, was Mama cook? Um, my mom was a school teacher. Okay, and so. Most of the times in the morning, my dad would get us ready. He's a minister, so he had a little flexibility in the morning. So he'd get us ready and get us out the door. Mom had to go off, uh, drive off to get ready for school. Right. And um, and then at night, my mom would cook, and she hated cooking. Yeah, and, that's interesting. And just would complain about it, and <laughs> and just make whatever was the bare minimum. One t <laughs> one family story is that. She would after we'd moved or something. It was a big, um, it was a big uh, thing, and and she um, she made grilled cheese sandwiches, but she forgot to take the plastic off of the cheese. <laughs> oh my god! Oh my god! Okay, and it was better. It was better. For the <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. That's interesting to me. That's interesting because mm. it, did you were you absorbing as a kid? We've interviewed several people mm -hmm. whose mothers, Peggy Dunn was the last one, who, whose mother 
absolutely hated it and made no bones about telling the kids how much she hated cooking. Right. What was your, did that, do you think that affected you in any way about what it was like to be in a kitchen cooking, doing anything? Did you think, oh, something's really making my mother unhappy. I don't think I ever want to do that. Was that part of it? Yeah, I I think so. But also uh, it was, you know, the... 1930s when I grew up, and uh, <laughs> <That's> <laughs> not. Um, well, it w- but it was a different time when when men didn't necessarily uh, expect to be in the kitchen, and and really, my f- for my family, we just kind of ate to survive. Yeah, that's it, how, that's how Dean's family was. It wasn't it wasn't like food it, equals love. Food is fuel, and yeah, and so if I ate French fries for a week. I ate French fries for a week. Yeah. I still had enough fuel. Yeah. But, but the good thing about that kind of upbringing is that, like, for me, the dark side of food equals love is that if you're not making food or if you're not eating good food, then you're not loved. Yes. If you're not giving somebody lots of good food yeah. and making it yourself, there's something you're wrong not with loved. you. Yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so I have, and also if there's emotions in you that need assuaging, you need to assuage it with food, yeah. whereas Doug doesn't have that kind of neuroses. No, neither does know? neither does Dean. Yeah, no, because it's like I'm really sad. I want to uh, brush my hair. Why would you do that? It's the same thing for me to, for eating. <laughs> yeah, I'm really sad. I want to eat. What what are those? Aren't connected? No, apparently I, for some people they are. Yes, 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 yes. yes. And uh, yeah, that's interesting because, well, okay, <laughs> but but that's a very interesting topic in general. I think. Because, like, sometimes, because there's no part of eating that, because a lot of the eating I do is to to relive my childhood, right? So I'll be like, oh, I remember when I, I'm going to do that on Sunday, because I used to make that, and we used to watch that, and that was really fun. But you don't have any of that, because food was never like that. Like, you never had an experience as a child where food was a happy thing, really? Not not so much. I mean, once in a while, it wasn't, you know, Dickensian or anything. But, um, you know, mom would make a roast on Sundays and, you know, it... it Were they... Was it good? <laughs> no. Okay. <laughs> it's just interesting. She's not listening to this. It so. was, yeah, yeah, mom's not listening to it. Yeah, no, it was, it was fine. But not... I wouldn't, I wouldn't say now that it was good, but at the time I liked it. Well... Know. Food for us and and Jan too. Jan Jan and I have similar backgrounds in uh-huh. that our mothers were f- kind of fanatical about the food that we ate. Um, her mother was born and raised in Connecticut and ended up in Kentucky because her dad was a horseman. And as she said, I have to learn how to cook what I love, or else I'm going to starve to death around here because <laughs> there was nothing going on in Kentucky. True. Oh. My mother. God knows where she got this, maybe from the Ladies' Home Journal or Red Book, but she was obsessed with like fresh ingredients, salad, broiling everything, no casseroles, no frying. Wow. This is in the 60s. She was ahead of her time. Yeah. And so food, there was like a huge importance placed on the food, you know, everything. And her mom too, you know, food was charged with emotion and charged with uh, devotion to detail. And Dean grew up very similar to you. You know, his mom was like, eh, whatever, you know. Because, yeah. you know, I was telling James in our when we talked, I said, you know, <laughs> I was having my 50th meltdown over Thanksgiving. And Dean goes, why don't we just go to Norm's? You know, <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> Norm. and, then Dean, and then James goes, Norm's. <laughs> and then there was this pause. And I'm still laughing about this. James goes, 
maybe he's right. <laughs> <laughs> right? There, there is a tipping point where there's so much stress that you have to remind yourself, you said you wanted to do this. Yeah, well, that's what I want to talk about. You like doing That's what I want to talk about. It's it's a kind of a, about control in a way because because we have to control the narrative when it comes to especially the holidays you know what i mean like we have to we have to do that the way we want to do it or else we can't risk going to somebody's house for the holidays <laughs> we can't risk going to somebody's house for thanksgiving can you well the 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 um the change we've had lately is that we go to uh, Doug's family for thanksgiving so i don't get to make it anymore Oh, but but like? I do make it like the week before because of I miss course it. you do. I miss it so much. What is yeah. that like? Um, well, my mom is, has dementia and she's in a facility now. And so we can't, unless we want to go stay in Alton for a week beforehand so James can shop and, <laughs> and do locally sourced um, turkeys and whatnot. <laughs> um, that ain't happening. <laughs> no. So so um, we we there's a place in St. Louis which is nearby, and we get we get all of the stuff from there, and um, the turkey and and most most of the fixings. And but James um, and my brother in law and um, my sister in law, all of the in laws cook. None of my family. <laughs> you guys are all sitting around going, yeah. "When's dinner?" Yeah. yeah. Can we I hope, help? I hope the bird's not dry this year. <laughs> <laughs> well, but the thing is, the food is really good, you know, because you're getting it from a restaurant that specializes in this. So yeah. all of the trimming's good. The chicken is tender. Turkey. There's no, the turkey. Yeah. There's nothing to complain about, but it doesn't feel like Thanksgiving. Right. Because, because there's no stress. No, because because <laughs> because there's no pan of turkey drippings that I need to clean. Oh, you would like this one one Thanksgiving <laughs> when I was cooking for Doug's family. They were coming to us. Okay, and I had not like, too much pressure. Carefully, like it was a day before. Carefully, you know the the turkey juices and the of uh, getting the neck, making the. The stock, that the chicken stock, and then you, and so no. I, five hours of cooking it and reducing it. Oh, no, it no. smells delicious. So I put it in the sink to cool, oh, like no, 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 on no, water. No, 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 and no. And Doug's mother, who is a lovely person and who constantly is like kind of fluttering around the kitchen, saying, "Oh, well, what can I do?" And then like emptying the dishwasher, but not knowing where any of the dishes go. So uh. you actually have to stop and. You know, so I'm like, uh, it's, I'm fine. But she decided to come in and wash the dishes. <gasps> and she, no, that, you know, all it was like soap in the. In oh the my oh, God. Yeah, that was, that was a special memory. Oh my wow. God. That's some good time. My heart, I, yeah. I, I have like holiday stress now and it's well into February. <laughs> mm -hmm. like, Did you I'm, tell I'm, her? That what she had done? Yeah, well, I couldn't. She couldn't. He not know because he I hit her. Not hit her. <laughs> he didn't uh, hit her. I, I I expostulated rather loudly. <laughs> and then it was too late. Right. And yeah, she felt bad, but you know. Yeah. Here's the thing that I'm struggling with. This is kind of the thing that Jan and I both struggle with when it comes to food. It's the f love of food and the love of cooking and all of the emotion that's charged into it mixed with resentment. Mm. Not resentment towards the spouse who doesn't cook or won't cook and An refuses to do jack squat cooking. No, here's the resentment part. The constantly having to think about food. Hmm. But at this point, don't, isn't it, doesn't it come kind of second nature to you? No. 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 
Mm-mm. We're thinking about food all the time. We're thinking about what are we going to eat? Because I suspect that Doug is not terribly fussy. No. Yeah. But Jan and I don't have that going on. Now, Dean is not incredibly fussy, but he is particular about what he likes to eat. And he's also very adamant in his resistance to going plant-based, which is kind of where I'm hoping we can go someday. But he's like, Mm -hmm. no, I really don't want to do that. He said to me the other day, you could make plant-based stuff for yourself. I'm like, great. So I get to cook (laughs) two different meals every night. No, I don't think so. She's got a thing where her mom is used to food that was from the old days before it got all poisoned with the pharmac- with the, mm. the great with all the chemicals and stuff. Her mom is always on a quest to to relive or remember through food what food used to taste like. So all mm. of her ingredients have to be like top notch. And my mother just really likes good food. Yeah, period. But it has to be really, really good. I but- mean, I I'm you know. It's hard for Jan to slap some mozzarella cheese on a tortilla and chicken and call it a quesadilla and call it a day. Well, I do do that. I know. But it's got to have, you know. The best farmer's market chicken. Like I did a standing rib roast, a small one. And she likes a standing rib roast sandwich, you know, the cold roast beef sandwich. But, you know, I had to slice the roast beef and it has to be sliced thin. And the onion that goes on it has to be sliced thin. And then you got to make the Russian dressing and then you got to have the right bread. And right. It's, I mean, I know in her head she feels like she's slumming it most of the time. <laughs> yeah. And, and I'm like, trying as hard as I possibly can. So, Jan, it's, it's interesting to me. Do you, so you talked about how the food memories you had growing up were, were really good. Mm, um, definitely. Are you, is it like inverting now where now you're cooking for her? Oh, yeah. yes. Yeah. So um, are you trying to give her that fondness of of food? I'm, I'm actually not trying to give her fondness of <laughs> no, food. No, she is. I just want she her is. to shut the fuck <laughs> no, up and eat it. <laughs> no, she is. She's, she's trying driving to, me crazy she's with trying the to, food. She's trying to give her mother the same experience that her mother gave her, but it's a lot harder because food is different now. It doesn't, oh. doesn't taste as good. And, or, or yeah, it, it, and also, doesn't think as good. She, she, she also has stomach issues. So it's yeah. like, you know, she wants certain, but then she can't eat it. And mm-hmm. so it's it's difficult. And, you know, I'm also the type of person that before my mother came to live with me, I would literally eat the same thing all week. I would like make a pot of doll and eat it for the mm. whole week. Her friend said to her once, you eat like you're in prison. And I'm like, yeah, <laughs> I don't care. True. It's yeah. like, I know I need to eat, so I'm going to eat. And then occasionally I make a good meal oh. and I'd like have you guys over, you know, whatever. Yeah. yeah. And then, but I don't, I don't need it on a daily basis. I don't need that. I don't need, because it's the, it's the brain cells that it takes for me to think mm-hmm. about the shopping for it what I'm going to get. Like, I don't like to go to the grocery store. So. And you have to make a lot of special trips for specialty things yeah. for mom. So, so she, I yeah. I like to get it all done. It's like a task. I want it done because mm-hmm. yeah. I'm busy yeah. and I don't have that many brain cells left. So it's just, it's hard for me. But if I had the roast beef sandwich moment going on, Dean would say, what are those? Onions? Oh, you know, like I have to be careful with like vegetables and he's not crazy about things. No onions. on No, I mean, wow. of course we... We hide food all the time from our spouses. That's why God invented food processors. But I don't love to cook. That's a big thing. If you're it's, now in charge, and you're of a don't. good cook. Yeah. That's but what's I'm, but weird. I'm not. I'm not really. I'm not. A, I'm not like. If James came to live with us, my mother would be thrilled. <laughs> As would I. I would be like, yay. That's an offer, by the way. Okay. Because, a live offer. I'll give you, you my CV. Later. Because you love to cook. Yeah. And your food is, I'm sure, fabulous. I have no doubt. 
that's all. That's all. She she'd be perfectly happy to eat that. That would be fine. Yeah. But I'm not that person. I don't. But just having to think about food all the time. You know, yeah. Dean, Dean is very similar. He would eat popcorn every night for a week. He'd be like, eh, no food tonight. I'll have popcorn. Yeah. I'll have crackers. Eh, no and, big deal. And for me, it's like, I, I'm, I'm not very picky no, with, not. with what I eat. Um, like if James said to you, now we're vegetarian, no more meat, you'd be like, okay. Yeah. Yeah. We're actually trying to do that a little bit like this month to eat very little uh, meat. So. Yeah, it's hard. Yeah. And and I'm I'm like there's food in front of me. It's hot. <laughs> Go. Yeah. But do you recognize that you live with a world-class Absolutely. Because when you go to somebody else's house and you look at the plate and you're like, hmm, this doesn't look as good as when James makes it. No, it's not. I mean, I can taste the difference now. I can taste okay. the difference between things. Um, yeah. It doesn't stop you from bitching about it. It though. does not stop me from bitching about it. Because... <laughs> Wait, what are you bitching about? Oh, okay. So okay. Our, our, <laughs> so I'm glad you asked. What are you bitching about? Okay, because James can make me frosted flakes. And for some reason, all of the dishes in the house are... Why, why do you need a food processor for frosted flakes? <laughs> it's just frosted flakes and milk. How dare well, you? Um, when, when Ben was small... <laughs> I, I told my mom that James made his own Cheerios. Oh, my. That that he had a Cheerio maker. He, there's no such thing, of no, course. But, uh, but, I, but if I were your mother, I would have believed you. Yeah, because he has like the bespoke instrument yeah. to make every single thing. Of course. How many whisks do we own? We only, we, they're different yeah, sizes. Yeah, different size whisks. I, yes. like, I have like eight. Yeah, okay. I don't have as many as that. Yeah. Yeah, we have a problem. And I also have another problem. My boyfriend is an antique dealer. So I have, he, he'll go to a sale and he'll come home with a Le Creuset. I have like a giant collection of every size Le Creuset possible. I can't afford Le Creuset, but I have a shitload of it because of Dean. You know, he'll be like, I think I have something good. And I'm like, oh, is that a Le Creuset? Blah, 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 number, number 17? Oh, I bought it. You know? Wow. So it's great. Yeah. It's great. But yeah, I use every dish in the, I use every pot, every dish in the house, mm -hmm. exploding kitchen, Food dripping from the ceiling. Yes. Everything. Everything. Yes. When Dean and I first dated, and we're going to start with when you guys first dated, because you did the same thing that Michael Shepard did to Hutchins Foster. You tricked him with the Corton meal. <laughs> you made a Corton meal. And Michael Shepard did He made one meal when they were recording, and Hutch thought, oh, this is going to be great. Little did he know yes, that was it. Exactly. Yeah. I haven't cooked since 1990. Yeah. What was your meal? Yeah. What was the meal? I made spinach lasagna. Wow. Mm. And I got the recipe from my dear friend, Susan Ferrara. Right. And um, who's Italian. And she got the Italian recipe. And I and I, she said it wasn't too hard. And so I made it for us. And it was it was not bad. Yeah. No, it was very good. Yeah. It was very good. The, and James was all excited. Like, oh, oh, this is going to be great. We're going to cook together. Mm -hmm. We're going to have a glass of wine. We're going to chop. We're going to listen to jazz. We're going to do stuff. <laughs> no. No. Little did he know. But I had the same problem with Dean because I knew I knew from the get-go when I told James the story already but that Dean wasn't a cook. I knew. But I thought, oh, maybe I can maybe I can change him. You know how girls are. Maybe I can change him. So I said to him once, why don't we make a salad together? He's like, uh, okay. So I said, here, here's carrots and, and radishes. You cut those up. And then I'll get some other stuff together and I'll get dinner together. Half hour later, he's still working on the carrots because mm -hmm. they all, it turns out, OCD alert, oh. OCD alert, they all had to be the exact same size. I'm like, you're not making a bolognese here. 
just carrots in a salad. Like when I make carrots in a salad, I take mm. carrots and throw it in the bowl. Mm-hmm. No, they all have to be chopped perfectly. Perfectly. And I'm like, half, I'm like, oh my God, dinner was ready and he's still working on the carrots. So that didn't why, work. Why would you put carrots in a salad? He likes carrots. I don't. Not myself. Well, I'm talking about Dean. Did I, he enjoy the, the the experience? Yeah, but I was so mad by the end of it. I was like, fuck this. You're never you're never ever helping me in the kitchen again. Ever. <laughs> and now it's to the point where if he walks into the kitchen, I'm like he's like, I'm just throwing something away. I'm like, okay, bye. So oh, so you it's my you problem. wish that he right. You wish that it's he would problem. help, but you don't want him to help. No. Not at all. I see. Not at all. I, I mean, and I've heard several references to dishes. Which mm-hmm. I guess you cook and you clean up. That, that's the that's the general, the general arrangement. Yeah. Yes. Well, guess what? I clean up too. <gasps> no, that's no. Sorry, no. And I buy no. and shop for, bring home, sure. prepare, think about, cook, and clean. Wait, wait. Up no, this is food. no. This is a. This, this is, is the a, way that it should be. No, this is a. <laughs> this is the natural I, order. I think this violates some kind of Geneva Convention. We need to talk about this. No, uh, no, no. Because it's all about control. But wait, wait. No, no, no. It's all about control. You don't let him wash the dishes. No. Why? Yeah. Because three hours later. It's the, okay. You the, could be reading a book. The toothbrush, the toothpicks. Why is the sink like this? Why do we? We have to. So does he offer to wash and you say no? No, we've moved on. Oh my gosh. I can do it so much faster and so much better and just so much just, hi, how are you? Okay, glad dinner's over. Slam, slam, slam in the dishwasher. Thank you, God, for the dishwasher. And turn on Jeopardy and call it a night. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Well, I think you've lo- you've leveled up for me as oh, far as yeah. food control. Yeah. When I used to live with you, you used to do the cooking and I did all the cleaning. You were fantastic. (laughs) You were fantastic. But you you did say, why are there so many goddamn dishes Dishes. for pasta? Yeah. I was always like, why? There's a lot of dishes. Yeah. Because it takes a lot of dishes to cook something properly. It takes a lot of pans. It takes a lot of spatulas. It takes a lot of crap to do a lot of crap. Um, Do you think think I've gotten better at, at cleaning as I go? It's not even a so question. So anyway, of, it's, not, <laughs> it's not even a question of cleaning as you go. It's a question of why are you even questioning how many bowls and pans I'm using? You just got maple blueberry scones, even though I use seventy-five bowls to make them. I, I'm with you, James. There, there's also a point of tension in the kitchen because um, <laughs> I need to. I am the master of the kitchen. Oh yes, you are. Right. I need Undisputed. things in a certain way. That's right. In certain places, and Doug will be like. Do we really need this pot out? Can't we? No, no. I need it here because oh. I can't reach it up there. Oh, yeah. Well, can't we put this up? No. Oh, no. I, no, I no. have to have easy access to that. No. Every instrument needs to be displayed no, yes. just in case yes. he needs uh, an exactly. olive corer. In case, a, in case a whim. Dean will say to me, why do you have that pasta maker that I got you five years ago in a cabinet? Let's get rid of it. You never use, you're never going to use it. I'm like, I might use it someday. Mm-hmm. I might want to make pasta someday. I might get a hair up my ass mm-hmm. and want to make pasta. Yeah, we have three pasta makers we because we have small, medium, and large. No. And, okay. and He doesn't know. He doesn't know any of that. No. Right. But the thing is, why, does, why do you care? Why do you care? You're getting a fabulous meal out of the deal. Yeah. Okay, because... I go into the kitchen, and one, one, the other, another area that we haven't talked about. Right away, is, my shackles are up. You go into the kitchen. Is design, okay? Okay. So I go into the kitchen, and I spend time there. I don't cook per se, but I do enter the kitchen occasionally. Per se, being at all, at all, and um, 
And I go in there and everything is on the counters. And I'm like, can't we put things away so that we don't have to see them? And then you open, these are called cabinets. and But the cabinets are can, full. Yes, I know. Yeah, except he wants to put it up like the very top. And I'm a very short person. Yeah. And, and you're like, no, I'm no. fermenting that cabbage. <laughs> and the, you can't put my fermenting jar up above. Yes, so he has a garbage can full of miso for six, nine months from now. Yeah. 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 Wait until you taste how good it's going to be. Yeah. It's going to be this much, this much better than just ordering miso soup, which is what? Three dollars? The, the thing is, I hear what you're saying. I mm -hmm. hear what you're saying. But the thing is, there's a devotion to detail that equals love. Mm. There's some mm. expression of love in the miso. Then why are we fighting? It's not. <laughs> it's your problem. It's your fault. But maybe. The miso is love. But That's a love language. But maybe we, you and I, yeah. need to remember that we remember that love when we f are starting to feel a little testy. Well, yeah, you which know, is always. That we could always not make the bread. You could buy the bread. but And even now it's like, wait, oh, they're coming over. I've got to make the blah, blah, blah. And Doug's like, why don't you just buy the blah, blah, blah? Because they're expecting it. Yeah. I have to make the dessert. I can't buy a dessert Yeah, because they're expecting it. But you've never seen baked goods like what this guy can cough up. Jen. Oh, I think I've just seen one over there yeah. that I've not stopped thinking about since <laughs> Jan's spacing out. Jan's like, when's this going to be over so I can eat this But, but Jen, I mean, do, you, do you find moments of meditative grace no. while you're, you know, no. while you're preparing? You and I are zen. The kitchen is our church. <laughs> you know what? Yes. I... I like to bake mm -hmm. sometimes because for me, baking is fun. Baking mm -hmm. is not a necessity. So for me, baking is all about funness and frivolity and unnecessary. And you're not, it's just like on a whim. Mm, I oh. feel like, oh, I think I'll just make that. That'd be fun. Here's what burns my ass about her baking. And she, that's fun. She's southern, She's from the South. Okay. Well. You are. Not emotionally, but okay. No, but there's something about the southern air that makes you, you know, I will go and buy the exact flour. I'll order the exact pan on Amazon. I'll get the vanilla paste. I'll get the imported whatever. I'll get the fine sugar. I'll get the this. I'll get the that. The cakes turn out like crap. Oh. She will be like, mm, throw that in a bowl, put that in the oven. Perfect. <laughs> It's insane. You she got has the touch, huh? cake no. karma. Yes. I make a couple of things. She's crazy. She makes I, cake karma. I make a couple of things. She's right. just not a great baker. No. That's all. Just you don't have to. But I, I have one more quick thing to say. Well, there's tons of stuff. Okay. Well, when James cooking changed quite remarkably once we got Ben. Well, yes. Well, uh, meat. Yeah. Well, James was a vegetarian up until. We, we got Ben. Well, how did that work as a couple? Like, were you cooking for him from the get-go after the court and meal was over? There, yeah, well, pretty much. Yes, but we ate a lot more like, you know, Mrs. T's pierogies or even a box of Kraft macaroni and cheese because we were young, right? Right. We had things to do. We we had to get to the yoga class and theater, you yeah, know, theater company theater to manage. Company, you were yeah. managing Rehearsal. Lifeline, yeah. and also, writing, working. Yeah. James was a special kind of vegetarian because he, <laughs> <laughs> he, um, he didn't want to eat meat and yet he would make bacon for me. And then be like, well, I, I mean, there's an extra piece. I got to eat yeah, the bacon. Yeah, that's not really meat. He, um, yeah. Oh, 
you you don't want the skin on your fried chicken okay, I'll from eat Kentucky that. Fried Chicken. Yeah. Oh, I'll eat the skin. Yeah, he doesn't the, eat the skin. It's the best part. You it's don't the eat best the skin. Part. Best part. Best part. From yeah. Kentucky Fried Chicken. Yeah. It's part. it's mushy and oily and ugh. No, no. You've ordered the wrong thing. Yeah, extra, extra crispy. crispy. Extra crispy yeah. every time. Yeah. 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 Uh, Sorry. No. But but when you're when, wrong. When, <laughs> <laughs> that's what. The, <laughs> then this why is are an, we fighting? I love that. Like, then why are we fighting? <laughs> this yeah. is an intervention. Is that what this is about? <laughs> no. <laughs> no. No. You have to have all your instruments. I just ordered cooking tweezers from Amazon. I was very happy with my with my purchase. And Dean's like, "What are those?" I'm like, "Cooking tweezers." Just go away. No, you don't need to know what they are. But they're really helpful. Like when you need to get out a little bit of pickled something, radish yeah, or something. Yeah, from, exactly. Yeah, exactly. And yeah. you don't need them on yes. the counter. I don't. Put I them need on them the right couch. above the stove. Three hundred sixty-five days yes, of I do. year. Yes, I need to look at them in the stove on the stove. Yeah. So anyway, when Ben was born, yes. When Ben Maybe. was little, um, James, uh, we we decided that um, you you it's possible for people to have a veg uh, raise a child as a vegetarian. Of course, yeah. Other cultures do it, but you know, making a fried egg or a scrambled egg or something that's just so much easier. And um, we so. Cooking meat just seemed like the easier choice, and so we we gradually became meat eaters again. But then, when Ben went to grade school, James was cooking his meals every day, like making mac and cheese uh, from scratch. Of course, you know, with with the good cheese and 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 the macaroni is done the the right way. Al dente, al dente, yes. little al dente, and yeah. And then one day, Ben broke James' heart and said, I think I'd like to start eating from the cafeteria. Oh. Yeah, okay, now, mind you, this is a fancy, you know, private school lunch Still. and it's not it's not like it's it's not like it's, you know. No, it's the norms moment. I get it. And, Why don't we just go to norms? And James was heartbroken. I'm like, you just scored. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you just what? Because no. every night he would complain about, oh, I made this mac and cheese, and what is the formula that's going to make him eat all of his meal? And yeah. I'm like, there's no formula. He's a kid. When he eats, he's hungry. When he right. eats, he eats. Yeah. And even sadder though is, I would make these cakes and things like that. You know, pies and cakes. And Ben, Ben, I, I just I made a strawberry shortcake. You want some? Um, you know, I'm just gonna have a piece of gum. Oh, no, gum broke my heart. Yeah, love. Food is love. Right. Food is love. Right. That's what it is. It's not just fuel. It's love. And so, for Ben to say, "I would like to eat at the cafeteria," why didn't Ben just say, "I don't really love you. <laughs> I don't love you anymore. I want to go back to my adopted land or whatever." Food is love, and love is control. <laughs> Ooh, that's a dark take. That's dark. <laughs> but I want to talk about food as love in terms of your families of origin because you mentioned that your mom has dementia now. Yeah. And I know that your dad is also James. Yeah, your dad is suffering from Alzheimer's. Alzheimer's. Yeah. And you posted something recently on Facebook about trying to, when you were home, which is not, he, he's not here, but when right. you were back with your dad, you were trying to bring him back in a way by recreating some of the dishes that he used to make. Right. And it was quite moving because you did. Like he kind of was like, oh, I remember this. Yeah. I mean, it, it was heartbreaking to us when we would point out Chinese ingredients that he used to use all the time, like lily root or, you know, aga aga, the, like the seaweed. 
And he would say, oh, what is that? What is that? Oh, I don't remember that. Well, Dad, remember you used to make the seaweed salad? No, no, I don't remember. So it was a little heartbreaking because food means so much to us. And, and so um, I remember the last dish of the banquet that he'd always make for his friends were uh, sweet and sour ribs. Mm. And they were, it was wonderful. And the kids, us kids who were not at these adult dinner parties, were so happy about that he made the ribs last because everybody was so full. They hardly ate any of them. And the next morning, we would make some, you know, um, chiffon is what we call it. It's like a rice porridge uh, with the leftover rice. And then we would eat that for breakfast, the sweet and sour ribs. And it was the best. So when, when uh, after my mom died and I was staying with my dad uh, a few days after, it was that feeling of, you know, we, we have suffered a loss and and food equals love. So I found a recipe that that seemed to approximate how he made it and and made it. And, you know, all before that, he was because he was in mourning, he was not hungry. He would just eat a little bit. But then with these ribs, he was like, oh, oh, these are good. Yeah, these mm -hmm. are good. I made these. Yeah, you used to make these all the time, Dad. And it became something of a a solace. And a language. And a language. Yeah. Right. So, and he posted the ribs on on Facebook, and I wanted to, like, crawl into the screen and eat. They looked so freaking good. They really are good. My mother would love those. <laughs> I need to come over. and, and You need to you. come over. If you come over, though, they're going to kidnap you, and then Doug, Doug will be on his own. They'll be not good. I'll hear screams. I'll invite Doug. He can do the dishes. <laughs> I, I, I have some good workarounds for the dishes. Yes. <laughs> I'm sure you do. Oh, my God. Okay, so let's talk about Ben. Yeah. Your baby. Yes. He's not a baby anymore. He's not. No. Does he cook? He does cook, actually. Not a whole lot because he's a senior in college now. Aww. And um, But he does have his own apartment and he does cook. He's got a girlfriend. <gasps> and, and he showed us this, this photo of this dish he made with... Like baked salmon with some rice with a pat of butter on it and Ooh, some greens. Oh, and I'm like, okay. Did, is this a restaurant? And he's like, no, I made it. <gasps> oh, so that, that made was, your heart. That sing. made my heart sing. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, he's 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 not bad in the kitchen. Um, when he's home, it is all it, he won't cook at all. You know, it's like microwave burritos and you know <laughs> because because I will you know make dinner, but I won't make him breakfast and lunch because you know he's got to yeah. fend for himself. Yeah, but and, then I mean, you do you do special stuff when he's home, of course. Like, yeah, like yeah. you trot out the 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 usual good things. Like, and I actually did teach him how to make a ragu, and which is hard. No, it's easy. Yeah. It's a chunk of beef and yeah, but it's all those vegetables you have to chop perfectly. Oh no, we we don't do many vegetables, just garlic and onion. Okay. And uh, he made it, and he decided to use lamb, and it was so tasty. Oh, I love that. Yeah, so that, that was very, um, very happy making for me. Yeah. yeah. And what about, okay, so you have sisters. You have a sister and a brother. Yes. Anybody cook? Do your sisters cook? James, do your sisters cook? My sisters, mm, my sister, my oldest sister can cook, but mostly all of their husbands are the ones who do the majority of the cooking. Whoa! So I don't know. I don't know what happened. Uh, 
but yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I, I, yeah, I don't know. What about happened. your siblings? Your in-laws are the ones. Yes, that cook. my my brother, my sister, and I. Neither one of us, uh, none of us cook. <laughs> and you know, I I was hearing the story of how you connected with your dad through food. And last time I was home, I I wanted to connect with my mom through food, and so I wanted to have her experience that same feeling that we had growing up so we so we went through white castle and um and got that that nostalgia again and, oh my god oh, that's so sweet mm-hmm. oh. uh-huh, that's heartwarming mm-hmm. yeah really uh-huh. heartwarming. did you have the sliders <laughs> delicious she did i mean you know my sister-in-law was telling i was telling jan earlier that my sister-in-law was saying that a lot of the holiday stress that i put on myself mm-hmm. is self-imposed and that's true. I'm not, you know, what I realized this holiday season was that everybody who comes to your house for a holiday is just so grateful that they're not cooking it themselves, mm-hmm. that they're like, oh, it's delicious. Even it, it could be like the, you and I could think this is the worst thing I ever made. And everyone else is like, oh, it's so good. What they really mean is, thank God I didn't have to cook. <laughs> well, and people, do you notice this, Jen, when you're baking? You know, you could think, oh, it's a little lopsided or uh, it's not very good. It's a little dry. It doesn't matter because people can't believe that you bake. And so they're like, yeah. oh, my God, this is yeah. so it's special, even if you don't think it's special. Well, Dean, you know, Dean... unless I serve it to my mother, who's brutally honest about oh. any food, uh, yeah, whatever. That's she's, Yeah. Really? Yeah. She's like, but Dean, yeah. <laughs> let's talk about hidden ingredients and the spice palette. So. So I was mentioning this earlier. I have to hide things from Dean because he's visual. He, you know, like he'll say, "Ooh, what's that? What's that green mushy stuff? And I'll be like, guacamole. Ooh, I don't like it. Well, you don't know if you don't like it. You've never tried it. But he won't eat it because it's green and it's mushy. He doesn't like to see vegetables, but you can't really cook without onions, as Nora Ephron said. So food processors, it's all big goo. I put it in the sauce. He never knows. It's delicious. Do you have to hide ingredients from Doug? No. I'm not usually because he's not that he's not that picky, and he'll even if he doesn't particularly like something, he'll he'll eat it and just say, "Oh well, this wasn't my favorite, but yeah, yeah, it's that's okay. okay. It's oh, good." Well, like one of the inv- ingredients that he does hide from me is dark chocolate. Oh, you don't like dark chocolate? I hate dark chocolate. Really, milk chocolate only? Milk chocolate only. Sometimes James will be like, "Oh, this isn't dark chocolate; it's semi sweet." Semi sweet. That's Come not on. dark. That's semi sweet. That's the uh-huh. bare minimum. Yeah, no. <laughs> So, I mean, and he also he also does stuff like, here, try this. And it looks like it's whipped cream and it's... Oh, D- I do that to Dean too. It's some savory foam. Of yeah. Something. yeah. D- it's it's, yeah. A, it's a seafood foam. Yeah. Seafood foam? Yeah, like, I know. I once yeah. made um, crackery cookies that are like uh, chocolate, but they're savory. They're, you know, they're, yeah. they've got... Yeah. Uh, I've made all of cookies hot before. spices. Yeah. Yes. And but I didn't tell Doug. I was like, "Taste this," and he's like, "Oh, what's wrong with this? What's wrong with this?" Yeah, yeah. No, I so. made date. I made date. What did I make yesterday? Um, date caramel. So Ooh. it's just a big bag of dates with coconut milk, and you zhuzh it in the blender, and you you know. And I said to Dean, "Try this," and it's tan. You know, mm-hmm. and he's like, "What is it?" I'm like, "It's date caramel." I put cinnamon in it too, and he's like, "He's like, oh, it's oh. okay." It's okay, but we talked about this briefly on the phone, and I don't want to. I don't want to forget. Um, I make, you know, Dean's favorite banana bread, which he loves. Oh, but mm. he 
I wanted to try another kind of banana bread. Yeah. I wanted to try a different recipe banana bread. Of course. Uh. And he's like, why'd you make a dip? Why is there a banana on top? Because it was like this this cool thing where a banana was on top of the bread. He's like, ooh, there's a banana on top. Why'd you change the recipe? Why'd you make a different banana? I'm like, because I'm bored making the same banana bread for the last 15 years. I wanted to try a different banana bread that I saw online. No, no, make the old banana bread that you like. So do you Dean have- is right. You are wrong. <laughs> <laughs> the other thing that happens is if I decide to add like a pinch, and I mean a pinch of cardamom or nutmeg or something, he'll say, what, something tastes different. What is it? I said, I said to him, you should be, you should be in Switzerland at, at the <laughs> tasting institute of the world. He could be like one of those world tasters that they have like no, the but wine that's guys. That's why spices are, you know, they never like put a half a cup or a cup in. It's like a teaspoon. It's always a tad. So it makes sense. Yeah. But I mean, I put. So a, why do you have to do that? I want to try. Why do you have because to do it? Because it might Catherine. make it a better. Yeah. Because it's not going to be better. Cardamom is a warm spice no. and warm spice equals love and love no, equals control. No, That's no. what it's all about. <laughs> <laughs> and make that for yourself because you know Dean isn't going to like that. Yeah, right. James I- made this caramel apple cake oh, that was so and that's Edna Lewis. So it sub, was sub, so so good. And then the next time he made it, I'm like, wait, this isn't as good. Why not? Well, I tried a different recipe. Why would you try a different recipe? You have the perfect recipe. Yes. And he's never made it since. No, that's so, that's such a lie. (laughs) I make it for you every thanks, uh, every Valentine's Day. But then you put it in Which is coming up, by the way. You better get those caramels and those apples off. But then then you use a different dish or you, you I'm going to use this because it'll add crispier sides. I'm like, yeah, crispier sides. That's right. I just want it the same. Yeah. That is what we're talking about because here. I mean, that's it, where the resentment comes in. Because, because thinking the, about food and also being trapped in the constraints of the banana bread and the caramel apple cake that you cannot deviate <laughs> oh, from. Okay, yeah, but... but it, because for them... Here's the thing, Doug. Yes. For them, <laughs> it's not just about love. It's about an artistic expression. Yes. yes. Okay, so yeah. because of that, yes. they are compelled to add a je ne sais quoi to whatever they are doing or creating. I'm allergic to je ne sais quoi. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. No, but in experimenting with spices, you start to learn the limits and what works works and doesn't. If you just do the same thing, you're not growing. You're not learning. Okay, yeah, but... Grow on my own time? Is that what you're going to say? No, no. But what I'm saying (laughs) is it creates love within me. And and I remember so fondly that cake that you had. And it just created such a warmth within my soul. And then you changed it. You've changed your love. But he hasn't withdrawn his love. He's he's, he's expanded on his love by adding something. He's withheld. Doug? You're you're not being real. I'm <laughs> totally not being real. You're totally not. Being real. <laughs> I'm totally not being real. He just it, wants the same motherfucking cake that I you made the, the first time because he liked cake. it because he liked it the best. I get that. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Which reminds me of my mother's quick story. Like I think I probably told this before, but when I was a kid, I you know I make my grandmother's brownies. I have a banana cake recipe I would make, but. I wanted to make something different. So it was back when Paul Prudhomme oh God, had this cookbook and it became story. the like the thing to do was Paul, you know, Cajun cooking. Paul. So he had this spice pecan cake in there. And I thought, oh, I'm going to make that. Well, anyway, the pecans were very expensive, extremely expensive. And 
I burnt the first round of pecans. So I had to go get more pecans. And then by the time I was done, this cake cost about $150, (laughs) which was a lot of money for a cake. And three days. And three days. Then we went to cut. I'm serving the cake for the big meal. And we go to cut the cake. Can't even get the knife through the cake. It was like hard. The whole thing. The fro- everything was awful. It was unedible. It was you just could. It was terrible. And to this day, when I'm like, I'm, I'm like, well, I need to bring a dessert or make a dessert. Mom will say, well, make the brownies. I'll make the banana cake. That you know, do that. And I'm like, well, I want to do something different. She's like, no, just do the brown. You know, because she's always back on that banana, that pecan spice <laughs> cake that I did when I was like 13 years old yeah. or 14 or last year, whenever. Well, it what was. was interesting about that story is that you did not. It did not discourage you from from baking in the future. Like you kept you kept at it. You kept you you still bake. Yeah, but. But it does stop me when I'm like with her sometimes. You want to do something else? Yeah. Does she? Does she ever cook? No, she can't. She has macular. She can't. Not now. No. Okay. She's about. She's going to be ninety-five shortly. Mm. Her vision's bad, and so in closing, we're. we're, She was a great cook, though. She was, and my mother was too. God love her. Let's close out by saying, what does food look like now for you guys? Like, what do you do now? Empty nesters. Oh. Yes. Now. Now, what are you doing now, now that Ben is gone. You're not hauling ass. I'm not trying to make like, you know, three courses, you know, plus a salad. Right. From um, scratch. Everything right. And also because we we shouldn't eat. We shouldn't overeat. Right. Right. Um, and so I'm, I'm desperately <laughs> trying to make smaller portions, um, a lot of salads, you know, a lot of good salads, but but that's it for the dinner. Or How's that go over? Great. No, he asked for it. Okay. Yeah. Um, soups, you know, a big pot of soup. So something. And he'll eat leftovers too, right? Uh, Re- I will eat it. I will complain. But if it's hot and if it's in front of me. Right. Yeah. So if I'm not cooking and I'm, he won't go in the fridge and pull out the leftovers and heat them up. No. No. He'll, you know, get a burrito from, boop, 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 yes, boop. from Grubhub. Yeah. But if I took it out, put it in the pot, heated it up, put it in a bowl, then he would be eating and he wouldn't complain. Put it in 12 bowls. <sighs> <laughs> no, that takes 12 bowls to make and then you it get one does. bowl. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, well, so I, live in, I live in a no leftover house. So are you good at portions? I'm really bad at portions. I'm okay at portions, mm-hmm. but no leftovers except pizza. That's it. Wow. But do you, you don't eat the leftovers like for lunch? I, I do that. No, I try and keep the portion smaller oh. for just, yeah. But I mean, that means every night something different, so. Wow. It's okay. And how about you? Do you have a lot of leftovers, Jan? Oh, I do leftovers. Mm-hmm. I have to. I yeah, see her I mother can't. out in the back digging through garbage cans hoping for the best. Oh. Her no, mom's I back said there. To her I can't before. see. Catherine, is there any food in here? Jan <laughs> doesn't stop feed Stop it. That's I said true. to her today before She tried was... to make that pecan cake again. <laughs> <laughs> I said, do you want me to make you some pancakes before I go? She goes, no, I'll have roast the roast beef. I'll have a sandwich. Yeah, nice. I'm like, okay, but then what are you going to have for dinner? And we there was a pause and she went roast beef. I'm like, exactly. Yeah. So decide. Exactly. Because I'm not, I'm, you know... Well, thank so you guys fun. for coming. This was excellent. And Valentine's Day is coming. And I don't know about you, but I'm making lamb chops for my boyfriend. Oh, nice. He loves them. And that's my love language, lamb chops. That's it. I, yeah, I guess I'll make that apple cake, huh? Yeah. 
You better make something. You better. You better and, cough up something. Don't change it. <laughs> I won't change it. Don't change it. Put it in the right no, and, thing. And Dean will say to me, can Jan make the lamb chops? Because she's a better griller than you, which is <gasps> true. She's a great griller. Ooh. Yeah. That's a good, that's a good. That's yeah. okay. Yeah. Yeah. But well, now I have to shop for something. I, 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 I can't cook him something. No. You know what? Do what I tell Dean to do. I said, go to Bristol Farms or Whole Foods or one of those fancy stores and get a little cake in the shape of a heart. And that's your contribution to dinner. And he goes, okay. And he does. Yeah. Oh, and I, but I made you a cake. So, oh, that's really sweet of you. Well, you could get a heart-shaped box of chocolates for James to nosh on while he's making mm-hmm. you something. Yeah. You could get him dark chocolate. Dark chocolate. Okay. That would be uh, that would be you love. Go. There you go. There yeah. you go. Uh, yeah. Okay. All right. Thank you guys. All right. We're out of here. Bye. Bye. Oh, Thank this you. Was so much fun.